Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. So how's the cooking going now that we broke it all down? Pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. A little more comfortable, a little more organized, put together. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. All right. Do you still feel like you need some suggestions? Always. Okay, because that's what this podcast is all about. It's season two, and we're tackling the holidays. Here we go. I'm Candace Conley. I'm Natalia Banjak. And this is Not a Single Fork, another podcast about food and cooking. Yeah, but we're going to keep it real. It's so, that's weird. Yeah. I haven't written it yet. Have you? No. That'd be, it always gets me and I always write and then I'll write like 2016. Like that was what, what, what? (laughs) Yeah. Cause I get so confused. I just don't know. Well, it's so weird because, um, I, I was talking to my trainer this morning and we were talking about 2020 and she says, it seems like it was not that long ago that it, we were going through that Y2K craziness. Yeah. We were like, oh, it's going to be so weird to write 2000. Yeah. And it was or weird. that the world was going to come to an end. Oh yeah. And all know, the computers all that. were going to crash when we're going to die. Yeah. And the Mayan calendar and all that shit. Yeah. 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 We're, I'm alive. Are you? Yeah. I'm here. I'm okay. still here. I'm Unless we all died together. Yeah. Well, there's Ooh, the, We could all be in an whoa, alternate universe. Yes, we could. Now we... <laughs> Yeah. Okay, what did you and do? And you're all listening to us What did that you way. do for New Year's? Well, we do, this is my boyfriend and me, uh, Shay doesn't really care much about it, so she just kind of hangs out at home. But my boyfriend and I, we do almost always the same thing, which is we have a nice dinner. Is it the same dinner? No, no. Okay. Um, it, but it's, you know, it's usually like prime rib or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So, um uh, nice dinner, and then we watch TV, and then as it gets close to midnight, we get either the champagne or the Prosecco and have that and toast the new year and then go to bed. And you always make it to midnight? Yeah. Like you stay up? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we typically stay up and watch movies. It's not like that's an unusual thing for us to make it to midnight. Oh. So, um, yeah, but but not much longer than midnight. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're pretty well You're done. You're like ready for midnight. And to yeah. Have your well, and it's bed. like, okay, what? it's already midnight. It was midnight in New York an hour ago. So, you know, what's the well, big deal? Well, in London, six hours. Like, well, you could just call that New Year's and go to bed six hours early. I could. Yeah. That would be like <laughs> really early to go to bed. Yeah. But anyway, we had a... Uh, uh, very, we're, we kept calling it this before, exclusive dinner. Mm. Very exclusive. There were only four of us. Yeah. And um, we were all, we had to wear pajamas. Oh, fun. Um, because we're all, every one of my friends, even more than those that was there, uh, kind of over New Year's. Like, especially here, like we've done that. We've done all the parties that they do every year and they're getting kind of expensive and that's fine, but they're no fun. Like we don't even they're have really any not very fun. fun. And the other thing my girlfriend and I were saying, which is pretty funny, is the last thing, and she's right, the last thing I want to do right now, after eating my way through fucking Thanksgiving and drinking and eating through the month of December, is to squeeze into a little fucking black dress and pretend like I look pretty and going <laughs> somewhere nice. Do 
where I can't even sit down because I've got my fucking spanks on so tight. They're just going to roll down my legs. <laughs> so the last thing we want to do is that. But we do want to eat and enjoy. So what we did was we got pajamas on, went over to her house. We had salmon. We had shrimp. We had cheese plate. We had risotto. I made lemon risotto. Wow. Um, champagne, red wine. We played some stupid games, just some board games that she got. And, uh, yeah, cheers in the new year, and then we're all ready for bed. Yeah, well, I mean, I I just... The thing is, being in the food industry as we have been, New Year's Eve, you know, like kind of... I think it's kind of the hallmark of amateur hour. It is. It is. But isn't it funny? And I know that, like, I've I've probably said this before in a podcast, and I had this weird realization. (laughs) Like, it was like an aha moment that, like, my life revolves around food. Aha! Yeah. But, like, we everyone does that. They kind of, I think, especially for New Year's, they want to have something maybe special or nice or maybe something different that they don't, they treat themselves, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on whatever that may be. But then, New Year's Day, there's all these, like... Uh, what are they called? Uh, traditional, traditional, traditional foods, foods that you eat. Yeah, I think I, you know, I guess it varies from uh, area, the region of the country to the next because um, some people have never heard of you know the foods that we eat. I mean, it's sort of like when when uh, my older when Marin now that we all know Marin and Shay uh, when Marin first went to New York um, and was and was bringing in the black eyed pea tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, she was just, you know, I have to eat, I have to eat black eyed peas. And everybody was like, well, why do you have to eat black eyed peas? I didn't know until Stephen Howard. Oh yeah. Until he gave me some. And we didn't, I didn't grow up with a, I don't even remember what we ate New Year's Day. It wasn't, there was nothing specific. Yeah. Yeah, it's very traditional in the South to have at least, well, see, here's the thing is I love black eyed peas now. But when I was a kid, my mom, again, here's the thing where she was kind of a purist about vegetables and that sort of stuff. And her black eyed peas tasted like dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's, they're earthy. Yeah. They're super earthy bean. And um, if you don't do anything to them, they taste like dirt. I mean, if you... So did you have to eat them? Were you forced to eat well, them as a I Well, ha- I had to eat at least a spoonful. Yeah, of dirt. Of dirt. Oh. And it, and now that I make them and I add all kinds of yummy flavors to them, and they don't... They still have their black-eyed pea uh, characteristics, but they don't... I mean, they taste like yummy yummy things like, oh, I don't know, like uh, bacon, bacon, or bacon and or onions and garlic or, yeah. and, you know, and you can mix rice in with them or whatever. But So I was looking up and I found something about like what to eat on New Year's Day because again, like this stuff is, it's still kind of new to me. And then I'm like, why the hell? Like why black eyed peas? I don't know. But so here it says peas and beans symbolize coins or wealth. Uh, choose traditional black-eyed peas, lentils, or beans to make a dish seasoned with pork, ham, or sausage. Well, and our thing was black-eyed peas meant good luck, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't anything. Uh, it wasn't tied to anything specifically. Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten older and I've looked more at 
the the kind of the real Southern traditions, um, then you throw in greens, like collard greens. And it says here, greens resemble money, specifically folding money, make dishes using green leafy vegetables to ensure good fortune for the coming year. And then he even says here, pork, which you'd put in with your beans too, I would assume, to give it some flavor maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pork is considered a sign of prosperity in some cultures because pigs root forward. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. And then cornbread. Did you serve cornbread with your black eyed? Of course. Yeah. So corn, you covered the fucking gamut. I do. I don't miss it. I need it. I need it. Yeah. You didn't fuck around. (laughs) Cornbread might symbolize gold because corn kernels represent coins. Yeah. Jesus. This is what I've been doing wrong my whole life. Well, see. I'm going to eat it all this year and see what happens. We'll get back to you. (laughs) In other cultures, fish, grapes, and ring-shaped cakes or donuts symbolize luck. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's Ooh, interesting. What not to eat? Oh, listen to this. Okay, I want to hear that. As much as you might want to go out, all out with a seafood dinner on this holiday. Well... That's okay. I didn't do it New Year's Day. I did it New Year's Eve. It may not be the best idea. Some believe that lobster could cause bad luck because it moves in a backward direction, which could mean setbacks in the year ahead. Wow. For the same reason, eating chicken could be bad luck. The birds scratch backward, plus they're winged, so your luck could fly away. Ooh. I, oh, oh, hello. hello. <laughs> Every time. Hi, hello, kitty. Yes, she had to be in on the conversation. Yeah. She heard fish and chicken. She's yeah, like, she's, I'm in. She, I'm, I'm in. in. I'm in on so that. So I thought that was interesting. Like, I would have never thought. Yeah, I didn't. I, I would have never thought about the foods that you shouldn't eat yeah. on New Year's Day. So along with the food that we did eat and the food that we shouldn't eat and the food that we should eat for good luck, <laughs> the other thing that happens are uh, New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I always love to talk about New Year's resolutions because I was, when I was a kid, I thought they were the coolest thing. I did too, I loved them. And I had to have, you know, a couple, three of them and they were just outlandish, you know, like. Do you remember? Oh, probably, you know, because I was, uh, I had a weight, I had a pretty significant weight problem when I was a kid. And so I always thought I was going to lose tons of weight as my new year's resolution i wasn't going to eat anything bad for me and of course there was nothing i would eat except sweets oh yeah that worked out well for you yeah so that worked out really well that lasted about oh i don't know a day or two yeah and i can't think of what else i would do but um do you have one this year no, I I gave up on resolutions because they tend to be extremes. Well, I do still have resolutions. So, I agree. As a kid, mine was like that. I was like, oh, I'm going to be like a sweet butterfly or, I, you know, whatever. I'm going to be a nice person. <laughs> or, you know, that didn't work out well, well. Yeah, what happened with that? But then the older I got, I, re- I realized, and then you're disappointed. When you're a kid, you're disappointed. And then the older you get, you just don't give a shit anymore, right? And then I realized, you know what I need to do? is have more of a realistic resolution. Not like, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I hate that. I hate, I'm dreading going to the gym. It doesn't make me crazy. I'm dreading going to the gym in January. Yeah, it's terrible. It's through, through Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day, everything goes to shit in a handbag. Yeah. And then it's, and all then it's back Everyone's to normal. Everyone's back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. They can usually make it up until about then, but then it's like, ooh, chocolates and like <laughs> yummy dindins yeah. and like, oh, we're going to drink yeah, champagne. Yeah, and I'm really tired of this diet. Yeah. Oh, diet. Oh, no. no, let me, oh, okay. let's not get on the diet yeah that that's coming up okay so mine have <laughs> i don't even remember what mine was last year frankly but this year mine is that i'm going to floss more 
because I'm not very good at that. It's not part of my routine, and it's something small that is manageable. Yeah. And if I get into a habit of doing it, then it's a good habit that I've picked up. Exactly. You know? And yeah. if not, then whatever. But it's a manageable. It's not like I'm going to change my entire fucking physical appearance in the next 30 days or become like a really nice person, because that's not going to happen. Never. And then everybody's going to be really disappointed. <laughs> Instead, I'm just going to have great teeth. Well, and you know, that's the thing is that if you do things in little manageable segments um, like that, like flossing your teeth as a New Year's resolution, um, I think that if you just do that throughout the year and you go, oh, you know, I need to. It's like I have I love. Well, surprisingly, I love planners. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you said planters. I, I, I was like, like, I like planters. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> but you don't go outside. Well, but so. I do go out on my patio okay. and I do garden with my herb garden and things you like that in the, in the containers. Yes. So anyway, no, I like planners yeah. and, I, and I have really been investigating uh, a planner that makes sense for my lifestyle because I've tried so many. I really want to use one, mm-hmm. but I can't can't keep up with it because it just doesn't fit me personally like for a daily or just well for just schedule or no for what? i mean like for you know for like did i floss like, today Check. no no oh. like for kind of like look like future not future planning necessarily but some it kind of integrates um daily and monthly and then also uh goals and things like that yeah. and places you know where you want to be five years from now right, and right. it's hard to find one that like the that the boxes are right or that you know are you going to carry it with you like the planner like it is hard to find one to fit yeah your lifestyle so uh Marin asked for a bullet journal for christmas mm-hmm. and it's really an interesting planner type thing um, and she's trying it out. She's really excited about it. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just get myself one because you really do uh, create it to be what you want it to be because it's mostly uh, blank, not not graphed pages, but like dotted. Right. And then you can... I saw it on your coffee table. I looked at it. You can kind of draw in and make yeah, your own little you, like, and so charts. She, and yeah, stuff. she's doing like charts and things like yeah. that. But um, I've been on the website for Bullet Journal and you can just do... I mean, I mean, it's really bulleted lists, mm-hmm. which really appeals to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give Bullet Journal a try, and we'll just we'll be back with you and let you know how it works out or if it is working. So out. is Bullet Journal considered your New Year's change? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. even want to call it a resolution. Yeah, and that's the thing too. I mean, we should all. I think it's. I think a New Year's resolution is fun to think of, like you said, as something small, as something that's going to better you. Yeah, better your life. Right. And um, you know, hopefully, you stick to it and not like again. Yes, exercising and eating healthy betters your life, but you can't if you're not in that mindset to where you're ready to do that transition. It's not going to work just because. Oh fuck it! It's a New Year's resolution. Yeah, and I'm. No. Gonna go on this amazing diet and make all these amazing changes to myself and that and that's where I you know I want to get into we're going to get into the eating part but that's the thing is the word diet makes me crazy yeah didn't you read what are the top three new year's resolutions that you read well one is um one is the dieting and healthy eating thing Mm -hmm. one is exercising more and Mm -hmm. then the other thing is saving money which again all good things all great things we all probably need to do more of these things but 
as a resolution, that's a lot of pressure. It is, and and, and in our uh, stress-free uh, existence, or what we try to help people with, is, you know, why add extra stress to yourself? Right. You know, right. you don't have to. You don't have to do all those things. You can do a portion, or, or you know, some sort of gradation. Yeah, of maybe that. if you eat like shit, and you're like, okay, I'm going to eat two salads every week. Yeah. You know, do something like that. And then it doesn't matter when it is, what day. Not not night. like I'm only uh, going to eat salad. Right. For the rest of my life. Or if you drink like sodas out of control, like maybe cut out a little bit, you know, I mean, just be realistic because otherwise you're disappointed and then you're let down, you let yourself down and then you revert like way Sometimes far the other boomerang, direction. Yeah. yeah. Is that, would that be right? Boomerang? Boomerang? No. Uh, the no pendulum it's like a pendulum Uh, swinging yeah so you go from one extreme to the other now if you are going to do like a healthy eating or if you are going to consider that like we said I mean yes it's a good jumping off point and we do a lot of for example we do a lot of healthy eating uh, ish classes in January yeah Um, so to help people kind of get in that mode and if you even incorporate that once a week well, you know? And, you know, here's the thing is that the with diets, it the underlying concept of a diet is that it has a starting point and a stopping point. Right. And it's not a lifestyle and change. And it's a not lifestyle change. And if you don't do things that you can incorporate into your life right. and that make sense and are not extreme, you're not going to do it. So you're going to diet and you're going to lose, I don't know, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever. And then you're going to go back to the way that you were before your diet and you're going to gain it all back and probably more. That tends to be the case with people. So what we do with our healthy eating classes, we call them healthy-ish because a lot of it has to do with uh, cooking, preparation, and, uh, you know, and a healthier ways of making things like we have the, the parchment class, right? Um, which a lot of people, it isn't always a full class because people are like, what, you know, what am I going to do? What, what does this mean? And they don't want to, you know, even find out, but parchment really is just kind of a fun way of steaming things. Yeah. So I love the parchment class, but people, um, they they more um, maybe because they don't understand they don't understand it, yeah. but then they also they lean more toward we do the uh, the kebab class. Mm-hmm. So it's grilling, mm-hmm. but it's grilling all different kinds of foods and vegetables and doing them in a way that you don't have to put ranch dressing well, on Well, really, them. at the end of the day, if you're preparing your food and you're not buying processed food or you're not buying fast food, then you're already doing something better for yourself. Exactly. If you're buying fresh food, fruits, vegetables, meats, proteins, that kind of thing, or however you, whatever meal plan you're on if you're a vegan or whatever don't don't eat the leather that's what we learned uh then don't carry leather oh sorry don't carry it um then just as long as you're not i mean and that's another easy one too like we all get caught up in that and especially people that are very busy or people that have kids or that have running around to do it's much easier to grab something on the go which we've discussed before but processed foods are so bad for you yeah for, for, at so, on so many levels, not just that they have sugar in them typically, but sodium and preservatives, yeah. and um, they're just not very good for you at all. And then, you know, you want to run through the drive-through, right. which is, I mean, that's just processed food on top of processed food. So one thing that, I, and I think this is, this is one of those easier 
um, healthy eating things that you can do is maybe uh, even if you and you know a lot of people they they just don't have time so they have to go through the drive through just don't go through as much right. right take take at least like maybe the first week or so you'll you take one drive through time away yeah and then the next week you take two drive well and it can even be away. something simple like I was just thinking like because uh, a lot of people are limited on even like their vegetable consumption so they're like oh I don't like that or I don't like this maybe you pick a vegetable you're like I'm gonna try I mean fuck you can say I'm gonna try one new vegetable this year right like try a new something new Exactly. And, and, you know, you may try it one way. You cook it one way and then, and you say, I don't like that. Well, try cooking it some other way. Yeah. You know, you never know. When in doubt, butter, bacon, (laughs) heavy cream. But that's not very healthy. Not very healthy. But if I'm eating that on green beans, it's better than driving through and getting a quarter pounder from McDonald's. Well, it probably is, especially if you go for moderation. Yes. That's the key. It really really is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Heroin moderation. Like, it's just the key. I'm just (laughs) kidding. But everything in moderation. I mean, think about it. There's what? Quinine and my tonic? Right. It's it's in moderation. Well, that is. But if I had too much of it, I'd die. Yeah. Well, and, and it keeps the mosquitoes away <laughs> as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe that's why they don't bite me. Exactly. Is that really a thing? It is. Holy shit. That's it. Yeah. Quinine keeps mosquitoes away. I thought it was so, just because I was bitter. Well, that too. we kind of ranted and raved in the middle part of our episode we're going to do tips and tricks for you to give you kind of some ideas about how you can incorporate some different different sorts of cooking techniques well and we talked about vegetables and we talked about grilling and i wanted us to talk about grilled vegetables and how simple how easy and how fucking delicious they are yeah and and here's but here's the thing is that people they think that if they're going to grill something especially vegetable it's just it's just a vegetable it's not beef or anything like that they think they have to put a bunch of flavor on it oh no you know like i don't know uh, italian dressing ranch dressing you know and and i mean grill it with that stuff on it Hmm. and so what what have we found is the best technique for grilled vegetables salt pepper and olive oil that's it it's amazing Olive oil. So we make a really awesome grilled vegetable platter. It's on our uh, catering menu. And of course, you know, I have to make sure and try it every time I make it to make sure <laughs> just it to make sure okay. it tastes good. But just for example, and you can do uh, if you've got an indoor grill, an outdoor grill, um, even if it's like on your stove top. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we get a sheet pan. We cut things up into pieces manageable pieces olive oil salt and pepper that's it put it on the grill we do bell peppers yeah we do big nice thick slices of onions red onions which is delicious they are so, because it really brings out their sweet they're super sweet and then we do um what else do we do zucchini. zucchini and thick slices mushrooms which we leave in the whole mushroom cap yeah and then um we do eggplant sometimes we do eggplant oh and the aroma tomatoes tomatoes so tell people how they grill tomatoes well it's so simple it is um so it, but it's best to use a tomato that is sturdy mm-hmm. like aroma tomato um and it doesn't break down quickly so you cut them lengthwise in half and then you and 
and you don't core it you don't take the top yeah, off yeah, you don't take of any of that off it, so it holds together and you only grill the cut portion of it mm-hmm. and not for very long you're just going for grill marks and for a little bit of heat on them because they will start to break down right and then once you get them off then that's when you do the salt and pepper and olive oil because if you salt before that encourages them to break down because it pulls all the moisture out of them i love and well and here's the other thing a lot of vegetables after you've grilled them they all kind of it's not that they all become the same color, but they they can be kind of dull. And then you've got this bright red tomato. It's beautiful. And it yeah. just makes a beautiful it does make a be- Well, we do asparagus sometimes. It's really pretty because yeah. that makes that nice bright It gets green. really bright and, and green. And that's the other thing that actually it reminded me of is uh, mushrooms. I know we've talked about mushrooms before, but if you're going to grill mushrooms, don't put the salt on them before they go on the grill. Right. Put the salt on them after they come off. But pretty much everything else, olive oil, salt, and pepper, just it's there's nothing. Nothing pretty about it. It's very rustic, but it's so good. And make sure, the other thing I wanted to say is whatever vegetables that you're grilling, think about how long each kind of portion takes. Right. Because if you have if you have a big bell pepper and you don't cut it into at least quarters or eighths, it's going to take forever right. to grill. But it also, it's still going to take longer to grill than, let's say, zucchini. zucchini. Yeah. Yeah. And the same with like a big thick piece of onion you want it to be nice and soft right um that's going to be and a it's going to take longer yeah it's going to take longer so don't rush it think about that when you're putting your veggies on there but definitely try grilled vegetables with salt pepper and olive oil listening to not a single fork with candace and natalia if you like our show and you want to know more about us check out our website not a single you can find our show notes there and leave us a comment because we really 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 like that i don't know if you guys get to this portion of the program but i know some of you out there listening and i haven't seen you write a review and i'd like to see some reviews or some what are they they're not reviews are they reviews when they write little tidbits about us well comments reviews comments, ratings yeah, yeah all those things all those do things. all those things for us please <laughs> please please and join us next time when we talk about valentine's day now stay fresh 2020 bags not a single fork is made possible by the girl can cook cooking studio and kitchen where real people learn how to cook real food and have fun while they're doing it located in beautiful downtown broken arrow oklahoma's historic rose district the girl can cook holds recreational cooking classes during the week and private classes and parties on the weekend personalized catering and wine dinners to fit almost any occasion are also available check out the girl can cook at the girl can cook school Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.